This is Randy Lawson, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. Let's go down the roster. Introducing first, uh, he is my tag team partner. He is the second in command. He's the Red Dogs of Red Dogs. He is the owner of the Dog Pound himself. And the only reason we have him on the show is because, hey, we have to fill our white quota. Ladies and gentlemen, here comes the Red Dog, Cliff Miller! It's time for my catchphrase. That, that's it. That's my catchphrase. And introducing second, he is the 47. Oh, he's not here. Oh, he's not here. <laughs> so, um, we're just gonna, we're gonna move on. And introducing next, uh, last but certainly not least, he is my little brother. And that is the only reason why he's on this show. He doesn't watch any wrestling. He only watches YouTube videos like Ali Davis. So, ladies and gentlemen, you may know him as the Napster. Some of you know him as Joshua or Josh or Yeshua. But guess what? On the Three Count Podcast, we call him JJ. First of all, I want to say to uh, Idol, um, I'm looking for the Dragon Balls as we speak. I have the radar in my back pocket. <laughs> so, so, we'll, so we'll get to reviving you very shortly. Um, but now, for my catchphrase... Uh, I like to take the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. It's some dangerous times out here. You already know. Um, it's chaos going on. The world is burning. Fire is burning. So make sure you guys are locked and loaded. Chitty, chitty, bang. Murder every day. And also, all the people that are listening, you guys are amazing people. Make sure y'all stay safe. It's not getting over. That chitty, chitty, it's not getting over. It's not. I'm, I'm trying. It, you're trying and you're, and you're failing. But introducing now, we have our special guest here. We have... Uh, Magic Mike Madness in the three count war room. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Oh man, I'm happy to have you on. That's 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 how I'm doing. Good, good. I, I know uh it's a big deal when you can get magic on your show. Like that, that it never happens, you know? Exactly. Your, I've actually listened to a few of your podcasts, and uh, one thing that stands out to me is there's no magic in the air. And now you got it. So congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad we can sprinkle some magic here on the three count. But but, but so, let me let me let me reintroduce myself because I feel like honestly I don't think you did a good enough job if you don't Okay, mind. well then if you can do it better then go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh shit. Introducing the greatest magician of all time and space. I am Magic Mike Madness. Welcome to the three count. We gotta make sure, make sure we gotta make sure we put that on. And we we gotta cut that. Yeah, we gotta definitely that. We're gonna take my job. Listen, <laughs> I'm the one that came up with this shit. There's no three count without me. If I say no, we're that's done, not true. No, no, no. Because we already know you don't do shit. You ain't said shit. You're right. Shit. You're right. You're <laughs> right. I'm like, I keep. Oh, I gotta remember this. I gotta remember this. I don't run shit. I don't do shit. I just talk shit. <laughs> I, gotta, I, I gotta remember that. I gotta remember that. That shit is so awesome. All right. All right, man. So 
this is what we got. We all got three questions for you. Um, right. I'll start. Cliff will go after me. Then Josh will finish off at the end. And then we have the famous 10-count questions. First thing to come to your mind. And then that's, uh, that's a wrap. That <laughs> Sounds good so, to me. I'll start us off. And I ask everyone this when they come on the three count because I think it's awesome uh, how everyone's story is different. So my first question is, how did you get into wrestling? Oh, man. Um, so as a young kid, I was always a fan of wrestling. Like my, I remember my first match I watched, I was a super young kid, and it's, it's actually funny I'm sharing this. Uh, it was a bra and panties match. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Corey Wilson versus Sable or somebody. And I was oh. like, oh, shit. Closed my room. I watched it. Then, that same night, I believe, it was uh, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Big Show. And it was when Brock Lesnar suplexed him off the top of the rope, broke the ring. You remember that? Yes. So that is what caught me on to wrestling. Um, then becoming a wrestler. Uh, it was funny. A friend of mine, actually, is a pastor. He uh, was like, hey, Mike, we got a ring in our backyard. You should come. I know you love wrestling. We just want to put on little backyard shows or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool bet. I'm down. So I got over there. I did it. I took my first power bomb. I hurt so bad for about two weeks. And, uh, man, there was something about it, though, that I just, like, I got hooked. And I was like, I want more. So then I started finding, uh, well, I actually met, uh, what's, what's, uh, what's it going under? Uh, oh, my goodness. It's going to kill me. But uh, it, I'm, basically, I met up with you guys, you know, in, in the other backyard uh, scene. And, you know, I started realizing, I was like, man, this is what I love. I, I love actually running the ropes. I love taking slams. I love slamming people and stuff like that. I love super kicking people. I love uh, basically reacting and, and acting with the crowd. And, um, yeah, then one day, out of nowhere, I was praying. I was like, God, I really want to do this professionally. I want to really make this a thing kitchen out about maybe a week later out of nowhere none other than james ellsworth shows up at my job and i'm like what the freak this dude is like in the wwe right now he's working with carmel he's working with this and that and the third and i'm just like man what are the odds i just prayed about this let me go talk to this guy so i start talking to him he's telling me hey yeah i have a friend chicken he trains not too far from here. You should come train with him. I was like, cool, bet. So I kinda, I'm going to kind of keep the story short here because it can uh, go on and on. But uh, long story short, started training with Sicken, became like family. Boom, it's a wrap. Became a pro wrestler or the greatest magician that is a pro wrestler that ever existed. You're welcome. Awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. And all ladies and gentlemen, got cheap plugged in <laughs> since you mentioned, since you name dropped. If you want to listen to the Three Count Podcast, presents now enter the ring with Sicken and uh, the No Chin Wonder, James Elthworth. Go pause this episode right now. Go into your library. Go back and listen to both of those episodes. And then come back to listen to this one if you haven't done that already. But if you haven't done that already, then I think you're a stupid idiot and you just don't need to be listening to us in the first place. But I digress. <laughs> anyway, um, that's awesome. That So I guess my next question would be, who's, uh, who has been one of your inspirations? Oh, man. I, it's hard. If you have more than one, go ahead. You can go ahead and name Good, them all. <laughs> how long does this last? Because I might need an hour or two. Or two. <laughs> um, 
Man, honestly, I, if I'm honest, obviously people like The Rock, people like Stone Cold, Undertaker, uh, Michaels. See, I, I'm a person who's a big character person. I love characters. And, like, obviously, y'all y'all see I'm a magician. And, you know, that's, that's a different. That's a character. That's a gimmick. But I, at the same time, it's me. So people who are characters, but they're also themselves, you know, and they play their role and they're playing, they're just being them really at the end of the day. Um, I know like I'm going to get a little, uh, little thing for this, but people like Bray Wyatt, you know, it's a huge inspiration, even though like I just started doing the actual wrestling thing, like watching this guy, he's a big guy, you know, but yet he's able to move and he's able to entertain and he's able, you're, you're connecting with him, whether you're freaked out by him or you think he's amazing. People like that is people who I look up to even Booker T. Like, this man is a, a black man who's probably gone through so much stuff in the wrestling world, behind the scenes, things we probably aren't, you know, even witnessing or seeing or knowing what's going on with him and his life. But, you know, people like that is an inspiration to me, um, someone I look up to. Um, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, you oh, said you Also, also, oh, I, oh, I yeah. want to drop this, too, because uh, I feel like I would be not a true wrestling fan if I didn't say this. Eddie Guerrero. The way that man told stories, you know, one of the biggest things he would say is not about what you do, but when you do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that to me is just pure inspiration. And I know, like, you know, we're not supposed to mention his name on certain shows, but um, Chris Benoit, that man as well, could tell the hell out of a story. Um, but yeah, yeah, those are my big, big hitters. So you say you're a magician. You're you are a magician, and. I've always liked the fact that I have never seen a magician that's a wrestler. I, and I watch a lot of wrestling, if I do say so myself. Um, so that's different. And my question to you would be, since you are different, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see the magician, Magic Mike Madness, five years from now? You know, I know that the the big answer most people would expect to say, oh, WWE or, you know, a company like that. Truth be told, being that you can't really control magic and a WWE is a place they like to really control. They have a lot of control over their wrestlers and performers and which is, you know, not a problem, you know, because they're really they like once you go through WWE, usually you're like better in WWE or you're better even after you leave because you've learned something. They have people who have so much talent and knowledge in the business. And that's one thing I love, but I don't know. I think maybe in five years, I I could see myself maybe somewhere like AEW, honestly. Um, The thing is, I remember when I first got started in this business, my my goal was, I want to go to WWE. I want to go to these big companies and I want to make my wrestling career go as long as I can and be the greatest wrestler in the world. And then after a while, I started realizing I'm an entertainer Mm. and I'm not, and you never will hear me claim I'm the greatest professional wrestler in the world. But you hear me say I'm the greatest magician and entertainer in the world, time and space, because that's something that I'm really good at. You have to know your strengths. I can get better at the wrestling part. Don't get me wrong. But my thing is, I want to place, I want to be at a place where I can have control as well, be able to create. That makes sense. Because I feel like with the magic thing, it's, it's so much 
creativity that's going on behind the scenes. That things that you guys don't even get to see. You know, you guys get to train with me and uh, wrestle with me sometimes, especially you, Cliff. Like, you know, you and I, like, we've had talks back and forth about certain things. And, um, but there's so much behind the scenes stuff with the magic alone that it's like, man, I need a place that I can just, you know, jot down my ideas and say, all right, I want to use this or I don't want to use it type of thing. So I don't know if that answered the question, but I'll just keep it short. AEW, unless Vince or Triple H is willing to work with me with the magic, then yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, NXT is like very flexible with their stuff. I mean, I don't know about, I don't know about, you know, Raw and SmackDown, but at least, you know, Hunter understands and gets like different personas and how to make them into like, right. you know, where they want to be. So, yeah. And, uh, and you know what, matter of fact, and I just want to shot, like, shoot this out. Hunter is freaking amazing. Like, I've seen the things he's done with the business, with NXT, and this is not me shooting on SmackDown or Raw, but half the time, NXT is like the best thing out there that I've been watching. Like, I'm more hooked on to a lot of the characters and the wrestlers on NXT than I am with some of these other shows that are on. Like, yeah, so. So, you talked about, like, you're, you know, you're a great entertainer, but what I want to know is, like, what's the hardest part about being a pro wrestler? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> am I, how real am I allowed to be on here? As, as real as you, you want to be. <laughs> so, man, I think, especially when you're first getting started in the business, there's a lot of things that people don't tell you. Um... They tell you you have to pay your dues, but knowing what all that really means, being that it's a lot more than you could think. Um, it's expensive. That's one thing. So get ready to fork out some money. Um, it's definitely time consuming. It is a lot of wear and tear on your body. You start getting used to some of it after a while, but after a certain limit, there's not that much uh, wear and tear your body can ever get used to. Um, I would say the hardest thing about wrestling is not just sacrificing your money, but sacrificing your time and, you know, things you want to do. Like, there's a lot of times where I want to go hang out with my friends, or I want to go be with this person or that person, or I want to go do this or that, or even, um, you know, even though I'm in the indies, there's times where I've missed things with my family. Um, but that's just because I want to get out there and wrestle or I got to come and train or I got to do this or that in the third. So there is definitely a lot of sacrifice. And I think that's the hardest part that I would say. That's, I mean, that's interesting. And I know like you've been at different shows. I've, I've come and seen you at a couple different shows. So, and I, and the one thing I do like have to say, like you have, the, you have fans like eating out of the palm of your hands, like all the time. So I think my big question for you though, is what's been your favorite fan interaction? Oh my goodness. So it's, it's funny you say that because it was actually at a show that I wasn't per se wrestling at, but I was just there to kind of help promote a show that I was a part of. Um, and for some reason, um, the fan's mother actually came up to me and she was like, hey, can I get your number? And I was like, all right, girl, let's go. <laughs> no, I'm messing up. But uh, no, like her, his mother came up to me and was telling me, hey, my son is autistic and he's having a really tough time. What should I do? And I'm sitting here like, is this a 
is this like a thing that magicians should know or wrestlers should know what to do at all times? Like, I didn't get this in my training, but luckily because I did have the magic and I was like, hey, do you think he would like to see a magic trick? Maybe get his mind off of whatever's going on is keeping him stressed out. Um, and then getting the opportunity to go up to the kid and just talk to him and just show him some magic and um, basically seeing this kid's face go from doom and gloom to just brightening up. Just like to me, those are the moments that I, I like. I joined this business. So I'm like, if I can make this kid's moment or his day better just by interacting with him and talking to him as a professional wrestler, as an entertainer, like to me, that means more than getting a payday. You know, like that means more to me than anything. So that's probably one of my favorite moments that sticks out to me. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I, I do, I do value people who take the time to work with people who have special needs. You know, I have a, I have a cousin myself who um, he has Down syndrome, and he's like one of my favorite people in the entire world, man. So it was always fun to see people use their platform to like put out a message of positivity. So definitely, man. Um, what's been your favorite place to wrestle? Mm, I don't say what. Where has been your favorite place to wrestle? I should say. Are we talking uh, location, or are we talking, like, companies so far? You know what? Do both. Okay. Um, companies, I would have to say... Actually, you know, this kind of goes hand-in-hand. Hand. Companies and location, um, ACW, and... But also, at the same time, C3W. I love both of those companies very much. Um... Favorite location, definitely uh, Power Plant, Baltimore. Being out there in front of people who are wrestling fans and people who are not wrestling fans, that to me has been my favorite place to even perform at. Because it's like you have so many people and so much space. To me, that's awesome. And I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna warn you. Don't don't say anything too stupid now. I mean, uh, I won't. I won't. I won't. I, I'll try not to. I'll try not to. Um. So my first question for you would be: What drives you? What motivates you? What gets you out of your of your house and be like, yeah, I want to be a wrestler. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, what is your drive? Like, what drives you? So. I gave you one shot to not say something stupid, but that was the dumbest question. I'm kidding. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's the fans, bro. You know, it's the fans. Why do why do any of us do it? It's the fans. It's not. And for me, it's not so much. No, no, I would be lying. I was about to lie. I was about to say it's not the accolations, it's not the cheers or the boos, but that's a lie. I think that's my biggest thing: getting reactions out of people and giving people in a place to escape. To me, that's the biggest thing that's like, all right, Mike, get up. Even though I know you're sore, I know you're beat up, I know you just worked literally two hours ago, get up, go, and perform for these people and give them a place to escape. Because a lot of people don't have that. That's one thing with wrestling. You can go watch these people perform, athleticism, and, you know, whatever you, you might desire, whether it's athleticism, comedy, drama, love story, you can watch all this stuff. As a, as a fan of wrestling. And uh, that's not something you're going to get anywhere else. You're not going to get that in baseball. You're not going to get that in football. You're not going to get that in hockey. You know, I respect those guys as well. 
but you know you're not going to get a whole story right. every time you go to a show and that to me is uh giving people a story and getting their reaction from that story to me is, to, is the reason why i continue um my next question would be what is the best advice you could give to up-and-coming wrestlers in the industry oh man uh wow you know um Honestly, I feel like I'm so unfit to answer that because I'm still kind of pretty green, um, as they say. But if I could give any advice, um, definitely have fun. Don't let all the pressure get to you. And when you get your moment, let that moment soak in. Because it's so quick and so easy for us to want to go to these shows and perform and then, like, you know, you mess up or, you know, you let a lot of these things like pressure you and, and you end up messing up because you're pressured and you get nervous, you know, um, realize that it's okay to, to mess up as well. It's okay to mess up. Um, it's better to mess up in a small crowd than it is a big crowd, but it's okay to mess up. Because uh, things at the end of the day, everyone at that show, except for me, obviously, because I'm magic, but everyone else at that show is human beings. So don't think that they don't make mistakes, you know? Be willing to make mistakes, but be willing to make those mistakes during training more. But when you actually go to the show is when you should be perfecting your, uh, your craft. But yeah, this is something that Ellsworth told me actually as well is, you know, wrestling is fun. And when he said that, and I was like, this is when I was like starting my heavy training. Like, what? What? What do you mean wrestling's fun? Then I started watching him. I started watching him perform and go out and do this, that, and the third. And I'm like, this man's out here having fun. He's not here trying to, you know, break people and, you know, damage people's careers. He's he's just out here trying to have fun and have fun with the crowd. Right. And I was like, man, like, and that's when I started getting it. I'm like, you know what? I need to go out here and have fun. Don't let this pressure of what if, my, what if I'm not and full character, what if my gimmick doesn't get over, what if this, that, and the third, like, don't worry about that. Go out there and have fun, because if you have fun, the fans will have fun. And if you're a bad guy, such as myself, I'm a heel uh, at most shows, if I am having fun, you know, making fun of these wrestlers or making fun of the crowd, the fans are going to be like, we hate you, you suck. But at the same time, they're like, man, I had so much fun because that guy was such a jerk and I just couldn't wait for him to get punched in the mouth, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All righty. So I'm going to segue into my last and final question. What is the worst bump you've ever taken so far? Oh, my gosh. Uh, which ones do I suck at taking or which one is like a move that I took and that almost knocked me out? Almost, almost knocked you out. Okay, let me see here. Uh, hmm, I gotta really think about this. Uh, honestly, I can't even think of one. Because um, so far, everyone I've worked with is pretty safe. Um, there has been a time where, like, during training, like, I've like, trained with some people and, like, we worked on certain things. Um, but it's also because I didn't know. Oh, okay. No, I know. Um, okay, one time we were working on like a, like a hip toss. And me, because I wasn't posting as I should have been, um, I ended up trying to flip and, you know, 
take the hip toss, and I ended up like landing on the back of my head, and I literally was almost knocked out. But yeah, it was, and I started like seeing stars because they're like, all right, after we take the hip toss, we're gonna get up and take a clothesline, and then like. <laughs> I kid you not. I remember I, I was going to go get up to take the clothesline, as a, uh, and I just fell out the other way. And I basically took a face bump at that point because I was almost out. Damn. Yeah. Training is important, children. Okay? So if you're listening, training is important. Go to training. I need to go back to training more often myself, but sometimes life does get in the way, and I understand that. But it's, training is so important because... Um, we can go out there and want to do all these moves, but if you don't know how to do it correctly, you don't know um, how to keep someone else safe, you should not be in the ring at all. Facts, 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 facts. So, with that being said, it is now time for the 10 count questions. Bananas, let's go. <laughs> so, 10 count questions. Uh, simple as this. I got 10 questions for you. First thought that comes to your mind. Ready? Sounds good. All right, here we go. And let's put the imaginary timer on. Ding. You heard that, right? Heard that? Heard that? I heard it. All Imagine. right, imaginary timer. Cool. All right, here we go. Ready? And favorite color? Juice. <laughs> favorite <What>? wrestler? <laughs> favorite wrestler? <laughs> Austin. <laughs> Batman or Superman? Batman. Nike or Adidas? Baby food. <laughs> Favorite cartoon? Uh, uh, Rick and Morty. I like that show. Great. Biggie or Tupac? Both. SmackDown or Raw? NXT. Uh... If you could play anybody in a movie, who would you play? Oh, jeez. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Ooh. And last but not least, everyone's favorite one, favorite cuss word. Oh, shit. Is that your answer? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> and... I'll take your score, and you passed! Mm. Yes! <laughs> As he jumps for excitement out of his chair. Gosh. <laughs> oh, man. What's your favorite cuss word? Mike, oh, I want to say thanks, bro. Thanks for being on here, bro. This was fun. It was. Thank you guys so much for having me. It means so much to even be honored to be on your show. You know, believe it or not, you guys are my very first podcast. and uh, Yes! Honestly, I took it, and the thing is this, I don't, I won't, in the future, I don't plan on, like, getting on everybody's podcast, you know, so, like, this is very exclusive, so keep this moment in your memories, because, bruh, <laughs> when a brother blows up, shit. Yep, when, when a brother blows up, guess what, we can say he was on the three count podcast first. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with the magician that is a wrestler, Magic Mike Madness. My name is Chaz Evans here with the Red Dog, Cliff Miller. Uh, missing in action is the Idol Master, Chris Idol, who is uh, fighting the good fight of coronavirus. Uh, uh, God speaks. And with 
the Napster, JJ. I we- found the four-star ball. <laughs> she wasn't ready for that. <laughs> that threw me off. Oh, How did you take that from Goku? <laughs> <laughs> we- <laughs> oh, shit. That was funny. Oh, man, I'm not cutting this out either. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Three Count Podcast present Now Enter the Ring. Be there next time when we have another episode. So be there or be somewhere else. And on that note, I got to disappear because the lady just showed up and I got to get to uh, do some magic. All right. Peace. <laughs> hey, guys. If you like this video, make sure you subscribe to our channel to get the best content from the Three Count we're the best podcast out there. Don't let anyone tell you different. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at 3CountPod as well as on Twitter at 3Count underscore pod.